Welcome to another episode of The Corporate Entrepreneur. My name is Mark Ellenson, Managing Partner of the Entrepreneur Way Consulting Group. We're going to discuss collaboration and the complex organization. Your organization could be 200 employees or 200,000 employees. The concepts are the same. Today's workforce is made more complex due to the move to a more virtual environment, social media, the internet, artificial intelligence, and much more. Companies and their management must adapt because workers will adapt to the variables that they come across every day. This adaption may take the form of ad hoc changes to process improvements without changing the documentation or even sharing that change with the group. Workers will use the knowledge they gain from experience and they will use it to make the process more efficient. This knowledge is usually called experience. This experience is usually shared over lunch, the water cooler, or by visual observation of one worker by another. When workers find their environment too complex to share and use the information, equilibrium sets in and companies are at risk of losing their competitive advantage or possibly even going out of business. This is management's greatest fear of moving to a more virtual environment. Management fears the loss of these opportunities, but they don't have to. There's a podcast that we have on our site, or you can listen to it anywhere you listen to podcasts, and it's called Workplace Rationalization and Work From Home Realization, where you will learn how to bring your workplace and make it more like what they're used to and bring this environment of sharing and collaboration. But for now, let's continue with our podcast. Employees today exhibit self-organization and what is called emergent complexity within a bounded flexibility workplace. Let me take a few minutes and explain these terms in relation to collaboration. Self-organization is the intelligence that arises in clusters of workers. These clusters can be contained in one department, they could be cross-functional, or even between their company and business partners. Emergent complexity is the propensity of workers to utilize bits of information that when shared with other workers and merged with their bits of information, create an infinite number of novel changes that create an amazing variety, many times undocumented changes that allow for greater productivity than just the sum of the individual efforts. This is where one plus one equals infinite opportunity for improvement and innovation. Bounded flexibility is what allows a complex organization to grow and evolve. Bounded flexibility gives you the ability to change, modify, and adapt. Now, it may appear as a little chaotic, but it's done within a well-defined boundary that allows the appearance of total limitlessness. This is critical to collaboration being accepted by the end user. If they feel they must follow a rigid process in order to be creative or to collaborate, the complex organization will fail to exist. If the worker has total freedom to do what they please without structure, the complex organization will fail to exist. It is balance of structure and creativity. Complex organizations can become complacent as well. It is your job as a corporate entrepreneurial leader to be aware of the metrics and how to identify when complacency is setting in, whether it be due to collaboration or other factors. And we'll discuss that later in this podcast. Even a complex organization can become complacent. And these are a few signs that you need to look for. A company becomes less complex as it promotes more and more mediocre employees from within. This inbreeding makes a company weak and exposes it to the number one killer of companies, complacency. Now, we're not saying you should not promote from within. This is a good process and a good policy. 
makes employees feel that there is growth within your company, that they don't have to leave. However, you don't want to promote mediocrity. You don't want to promote yes people. You don't want to promote people that just get by. You want to promote people that are corporate entrepreneurial leaders. Companies experiencing complacency use the existing social order, social norms, corporate values, orthodox beliefs to nullify the benefits and the effects of the complex organization. Why do we say companies experiencing complacency experience these situations, not employees? Because the companies are what creates the complacency by the implementation and promotion of the existing social order, social norms, corporate values, set beliefs that nullify a lot of beneficial effects of the complex organization. Complex organizations will reach a comfort zone. Now, it's natural that once all of our needs are being met, we'll want to do a little less for a while. This is the stage that most companies are in when their stocks are going up, the sales are happening, the market is growing. Just before they're forced by competitors or shareholders to make a major change. The reason this happens when everything is going well is that after a period of time in that stage of the comfort zone, every company will experience a dip. This is when they lose market share or a new competitor comes in and changes their paradigm. Successful companies will realize this dip is just a normal part of their reaching their next comfort zone if they adapt and evolve. That means that they have to be aware. Now, when workers find their environment too complex to share and use information, equilibrium sets in and they are at risk of losing their competitive advantage. Employees will find out that they don't want to train as much. They feel that they know it already. They feel that they don't have to adapt and evolve. Everything is going good. This is when time management training goes away. This is when tactical training goes away. This is when strategic thinking leaves a company or employees. It is at this time that many companies will look to technology as a way to increase collaboration or overcome complacency. And in many situations, it's a fantastic approach. User adaption of that technology is critical to success in relation to collaboration in the complex organization. The business world is full of great technology solutions for collaboration that have failed to meet their potential. Now, this is due to the law of user adaption and acceptance. It is not the technology that will win the hearts and minds of the end user. It is the ability to gain mind share and be able to be implemented in small enough bites that the average user does not realize that they have to make a change until it's already done. This is even more critical with technology designed to enhance collaboration. The implementation of products like Zoom and Teams and video conferencing are great. They're amazing productivity applications. However, If we do not incorporate how the employees work, if we do not train them and educate them on how to maximize this technology, the adaption will level set and it will even happen more with this critical technology designed to enhance collaboration because the expectations are so high. Employees fear in many cases that they're being tracked by technology, that their collaboration is being monitored for punitive reasons by managers. The fear that technology will be used by the company, mainly management, to steal their ideas or to take advantage of something they're saying or to tap into their private discussions is overwhelming to most employees. While the technology opens up the potential to collaborate with more employees, vendors, and others from farther places than the average employee can reach right now, our research shows that most employees like the small group dynamics of their in-person collaboration. They feel more in control 
and they have less competition for attention. Face-to-face conversations, meetings, telephone calls, that's what they're used to and they're comfortable with. The concept of human factors is critical to understanding how your employees truly communicate and collaborate. Entanglement theory is the concept that what one person does affects massive amounts even further away. Well, the technology takes that entanglement concept and now an employee who's unhappy in one division in one part of the country can rapidly conveyed across to other divisions. When you use video conferencing software, you can see when somebody rolls their eyes versus a conference call with people in different departments. You don't see it. You may not even hear it. This is why it's so critical to incorporate how people work, the concept of human factors. Remember the law of user adaption and acceptance. Users will try to stop the implementation of any technology that changes the way they want to do business, regardless of the benefit the technology may bring to the company. If they can't stop the implementation, they will level set the process until they are proven correct. So how do corporate entrepreneurial leaders handle the human factor element of collaboration integrated with technology? They make it easy. We discussed how complex organizations grow through collaboration that sits on a bounded flexibility framework. Complex organizations flourish when collaboration is made easy and flexible. Attempts to make collaboration technology stable Lack of training, limited communication, and not testing different visions may be some of the most prevalent reasons for the past, present, and future failures of technology that are designed to enhance collaboration. User adaptability is best when collaboration allows direct interactions between people. No one tells anyone how they must do things. No one is in charge. So no ideas are stifled. Because of the way that interdependent input and decisions are made, It turns out a great deal of coherence emerges when you allow people to interact directly in a way they feel comfortable on a structure based on bounded flexibility. So since employee adaption is the key, one question that must be answered before the implementation of collaboration tools and technology is, does your organization have a mutual benefit culture? Cooperation is one of the cornerstones of collaboration. Managers must nurture the social, political, and personal behavioral values and the norms that workers and departments share in order for collaboration and cooperation to occur. The depth of trust and understanding will greatly influence the results expected. In a complex company, these norms and values will evolve based on these interactions and at the level of freedom or control exerted by the executives of the company. The way most workers in a complex company avoid change is by hiding behind a company's well-organized set of values, processes, and close-knit social system. This affects collaboration when workers look at any new tool as a change. There are some workers that will never accept the coming change. For example, the move from face-to-face collaboration to a more virtual community. Now, through the selection process, a natural force of corporate entrepreneurial dynamics, those employees that are willing to evolve will, and those that will not, leave. If enough workers in an organization do not want to change and enough new workers are not introduced into the system, then it becomes an anti-change social order and nothing you try to do will help. You can have the best collaboration tools and still fail if there is a social order based on keeping things at the status quo. Complex companies must cultivate change from within all its ranks at every level. If it is not done, then it can't deal with any changes to the existing environment. 
If workers wait for change to come only from the top, they will be slowly killing the company. True collaboration is based on a shifting of employee culture, technology, leadership culture, and the company itself. While enterprise content integration is beginning to happen, employees must contribute their corporate wisdom to the enterprise content integration. If the employee at every level holds back, collaboration will become just another silo. Functionality and ease of use are the keys to getting employees to share their corporate wisdom and to integrate with the content management systems. We call it corporate wisdom. And corporate entrepreneurial leaders are the ones that bring this out and understand how to promote this within their departments. We must create a world and a business that is flexible enough that employees are truly empowered and mighty enough so that the employees can see the value of collaboration and the tools the company is providing. That it's an integral part of the foundation for them to achieve their intrinsic and extrinsic goals. So how can corporate entrepreneurial leaders measure collaboration? How do companies identify and measure the effect? How can it be quantified for an ROI that it's working to help innovation, process improvement, and more? Real-time and team-based collaboration are just two types of collaboration. All the types of collaboration groupings, for example, collaboration between two departments or collaboration that happens with outside clients, with vendors from one department to another, and you realize how complex and expansive collaboration can be. The issue is that very few companies have current state metrics for the following areas that can measure the success or failure of the effectiveness of collaboration on every aspect of their company. Corporate entrepreneurial leaders are trained in the components of collaboration and can identify the state of collaboration based on a set of metrics. Now, these are not put into report format. They're not part of the corporate entrepreneurial leader's wisdom that this documented. Corporate entrepreneurial leaders are wakeful to these components, and they use this wakefulness to increase collaboration for the mutual benefit of the company and their employees. Following is a quick overview of the components. We're going to do a lot more podcasts on these. It's just so detailed and so important that we'll have to do that later on. Or, of course, you can come to one of our corporate entrepreneurial leadership training programs. So, the components of the metrics are ad hoc integration, ad hoc interaction, social media usage, presence management, group knowledge processes, decision-making. Our extensive research into these components is used by our corporate entrepreneurial leadership training program and facilitation of our think tanks and thought leadership pods to be able to bring out an ROI and identify the effect of collaboration on your organization. How to identify where you're at, where you want to be, and what needs to be done to make it more productive. Where is collaboration going? With collaboration, it is difficult to see the end from the beginning. There's so many variables involved with collaboration. We all feel like we've been doing it forever, yet we know we need to do it better. So it leads us to multiple outcomes. Companies have a weak cause and effect relationship when it comes to collaboration. A small change may make a major impact, while a company that is trying to force a major change all at one time may meet with total failure. Collaboration must be achieved through small changes. It must seem almost serendipitous that certain technologies were implemented implemented many months before any major initiative around collaboration was announced. The effects of self-organization, emergent complexity, and bounded flexibility integrated with a mutual benefit culture should be at the root of the success of any collaboration implementation. 
This will put the workers' wants and needs at the center of the collaborative initiatives. Consulting firms like the Entrepreneur Way Consulting Group have been utilizing the SMART platform, systemic, measurable, alignable, relatable, and tailorable, as a way to help corporations avoid the main issues that have plagued technology implementations, such as ERP systems, MRP systems, and EMR applications for years. The requirement was always that you change your processes to fit their technology. These applications look great on paper. However, when companies tried to implement them, they ran into resentment from the departments that were doing the things in a more productive way and had to change because the technology forced it. In many cases, settling for less than capable add-on modules that did not even meet the end user's real requirements and the dependence on a single vendor for all critical requirements, it can lead to a culture of complacency and settling for what you get. These applications are implemented throughout corporate America and they, with a lot of work, money, resources, and time, they're fine as a foundation for your business technology architecture. However, it is not the best choice for your user interface to your collaboration architecture. When you implement collaboration technology or try to integrate it with your current technology that you have now, ask yourself a few questions. Is collaboration the underlying structure that will allow the information sharing and the individual chaotic aggregations of individual and corporate wisdom to bring about the next innovation or process improvement in your business? Will the use of virtual collaboration promote decentralized information sharing that will allow for a self-organized business or organization to take advantage of information best practices from places they never were able to reach before? What's the conclusion to the discussion about collaboration, the complex organization, integrating with bounded flexibility and mutual benefit? Companies that are successful will understand that this is not a technology play. It is an employee adaption play. It is a shift to a mutual benefit culture that has all of its technology, leadership, philosophy, and training sit on the smart platform. Corporate entrepreneurial leaders embrace change and utilize the tools available to collaborate across departments and form a virtual complex organization that will be able to compete with any company across the globe. Companies big or small that see the value of organizing employees and management from all departments and integrating these employees and departments through the use of collaboration will create greater organizational intelligence, better best practice sharing, more innovation, and phenomenal process improvements. Collaboration is the flag that corporate entrepreneurial leaders raise as they eliminate silos, implement a mutual benefit culture, and tie the many independent systems that have arisen over the past two decades into a complex machine that produces simple results, more profits, and happier employees. As we end all of our podcasts, remember, corporate entrepreneurial leaders fear nothing, appreciate everything, and realize that what you need, you already have. This is Mark Ellenson, Managing Partner of the Entrepreneur Way Consulting Group. Until the next podcast, enjoy the journey. Thanks and have a great day.